0: This is Making Shift Happen, and I'm your host, Jen Cates. Over the years, I've coached hundreds of clients to find their ideal self through the way they nourish their bodies and minds, and now I'm here to help pass on these same strategies to you. So let's stop the madness and get your results once and for all. Let's go. Hello, fam. Thanks for joining for today's episode. This is a a fun one. This This is it. We're talking about planning your race season. And keep in mind when I say race season, that does also mean events. If you don't necessarily, you know, consider yourself a racer, quote unquote, great. Hopefully you have some events that you have in mind that you would love to to join or some sort of group rides or maybe even some local local races that you kind of want to test the waters with. And if so, I'm here for it because... It's that time of year right now when you do need to pause and stop to think about what races or events you want to do in the year ahead as uh, this episode is being published in early mid-November. So early November, it'll drop. And that's when a lot of events release their next year's schedule. They start to release their registration links and dates and things like that, especially if maybe you deferred. Uh, any events and things like that over the next year or the the previous year or two because of, you know, this pandemic that's going on. Now's the time, really, because before you know it, next year is going to be here. It's already going to be early November when this episode drops. So time is of the essence right now to get really, really crystal clear on everything. Now, before we do dive in to what things you should focus on, I, I want you to ask yourself these questions, all right? What excites you? What do you think about and get excited about and and look forward to doing? All right, that's that's one question. What excites you? Next one is, what do you look forward to training for? Because there's there is a difference between things that you get excited about and you, you think about it and you're like, oh yeah, Leadville 100. Do you want to train for it? That's that's a high endurance event. Takes a lot of miles, takes a lot of guts, takes a lot of glory. Do you want to train for it? Because Being excited about an event versus training for it are two different things and they need to be able to kind of coexist. All right. There is no, let me rephrase that. There is no kind of about it. They need to be able to coexist. There will be moments in your training that maybe you don't, you know, take delight in every moment of training and there are going to be sucky and shitty moments in training, But that's fine because that is going to be the essence of training. That is what will give you more mental resilience and more physical resilience. And that type two fun, after you're done with it, you're going to want to kind of come back to it. And that's where you want to be. Okay. More times than not, more days than not. You do want to enjoy most of your training. All right. (laughs) It should not be something you abhor and you just never want to do ever again. All right. And. You know, these points of reflection, these questions of reflection are important because it does add clarity to a lot of things. So what excites you? What do you look forward to training for? And what sounds fun to you? Because there has to be an essence of fun. Sure, these are races. Sure, these are efforts beyond your capabilities sometimes, but there needs to be that elephant, that elephant, (laughs) there needs to be that element of fun in it, all right? Next question, I think, is really important, and this is actually a question that I've been asking myself quite often lately. And it's: Is there something new that you want to try? You know, for me, I have cross my, my roots are mostly in cross country riding and mountain biking and things like that, and road cycling. Don't hold it against me. I love road cycling actually, um, but not so much anymore because of the cars and distracted driving and people on their phones and texting and all this other stuff. But I, my roots are in cross country mountain biking and I do genuinely enjoy pedaling my little legs off in an effort to climb or just, you know, on a fast on a fast and flowy type of uh, section of trail. Like I enjoy that with some sprinkles of technical, you know, descents and technical efforts sprinkled in. I love that. I've raced cross country. I've raced enduro. Um, I do like both and I see the appeal in both. I don't consider myself a downhiller because, you know, steep and technical terrain while fun, when it's excessive and it's only going downhill as fast as you possibly can, that's exciting as hell. But do I want to race in that type of capacity? Not really. So this is a question I'm asking myself quite often because I, I do want to to respect my roots in cross country and also kind of enduro, you know, like I love the atmosphere at enduro events and things like that. So I'm really trying to explore if there's anything new that I want to try. And maybe it's new in terms of it's new to me recently, you know, because I haven't really raced in a couple of years, uh, like actually raced, you know, I haven't really raced since honestly 2016. That was really, that was really, um, my last year, I actually had to look on the wall for some of the, some of the medals and things like that that I've done. Um, but yeah, 2016, 2018. I mean, that's kind of the range of when I was, the last couple of years um, that I had raced. And you know, since then, it's been kind of like fun stuff that I've done. So I'm exploring the option of maybe going back into doing some cross-country racing and things like that. And of course, I have the completely wrong bike for that. Uh, I have a Yeti SB5, fantastic bike, but it's made more for like the bike park and it's a fun, playful bike, heavy. It's a little bit heavier, a little bit gnarlier. So it doesn't necessarily, like I would not race that in a cross-country event. I have raced it in a cross-country race, Um you know, got within like the last like top five or something like that. I think if memory serves me right, but it just wasn't, it wasn't enjoyable because I was blowing myself up on this, on this knobby ass bike. And, um, yeah, so that's where I'm finding myself. Do I want to invest in another bike? That's a cross country bike to therefore allow me to race a little bit more effectively or something like that. You know, this is, these are things I'm having to think about. So you have to think about, you know, what equipment you have and things like that, which we'll talk about in a moment, but what sounds like fun to you? Is there something new that you want to try? Because trying new things is fun. You know, getting uncomfortable and and really pushing the envelope and, and pushing those edges beyond your comfort zone. That is where so much magic happens and where you can really see your potential and your growth. And I think it's incredibly important to get to that point. All right. So ask yourself, is there something new that you want to try? Is They're an aspect of your fitness that you want to enhance or explore. You know, for me, I want to increase my aerobic capacity because this past year, it's been kind of a weird thing with this butt thing that I had to deal with for like six freaking months, which made being on a bike really difficult. Uh, last year when I was in Sedona, I was coaching, I was in so much pain every time I was sitting on my saddle. So it made biking, unfortunately, just not a pleasant experience for me. I was in a lot of pain. So if any of you were attending that clinic, the Vita MTB series clinic, and I was your lead coach, I apologize. I was in a lot of pain. Um, that's why I was kind of like sitting on my saddle and taking, (laughs) taking it easy on some of the climbs because it just... It puts so much pressure on on uh, a situation that I had going on, which I'll talk about in a future episode. Um, but yeah, and you know, between that and then of course tearing my quad in a soccer game in early spring, right after my my butt thing healed, it was just not an ideal, an ideal year for me. So even as a coach, this shit just happens. Life happens. You just kind of have to roll with it. All right. So now I'm all healed up and now I'm just really attacking these bike Uh, you know, rides that I'm wanting to do and and that I've missed out on these past several months and climbing more and I'm doing things and I'm having so much fun and I'm exploring new trails. And it's important because you need to, you need to recognize what brings you joy, what brings you fun? You know, what do you, how do you want to enhance that fun in your life? And ask yourself too, you know, sometimes that means like enhancing some aspect of your life and to have fun might mean that you might want to enhance an aspect of your fitness as well and for me definitely my aerobic capacity uh getting in a little bit more of my sprinting intervals and things like that in as well to help make me a more balanced cyclist so i'm hoping to enhance my aerobic capacity for longer duration rides uh, that way i can really put in some miles and be comfortable doing that and then also just enhance some intervals and things like that but it's important. Ask yourself, you know, is there an aspect of your fitness that you want to enhance or that you want to explore more? Maybe you you're doing short events that are fast and sprinty and you want to do longer events that are a little bit more endurance based. Go for it. Whatever it is, try to decide that. Okay. Next question is where are you at in your season of life? This is very important to ask yourself. And this is probably the most often overlooked thing because we think, oh, we want to do Leadville 100. We want to do Firecracker 50. We want to do these longer events that require more training because that is going to require more hours on your bike, more miles on your bike, more elevation on your bike. And sometimes your life just isn't going to allow for that because of work and obligations and family and, and health and, and training and just the hours that involve training to that capacity. So where are you at in your season of life? Did you have a a weird season like I did last year, uh, this past year, you know, just with a couple of like just random weird freaking injuries. If so, that's okay. That's life. It it happens. You know, you can never promise someone to be injury free. Injuries will happen in some capacity. It's, It's how you manage them going forward and how you manage certain diagnoses and things like that, that is going to be important, but you know, reflect on where your season of life is right now and what can you fit into your life as it is right now. You know, look at your current responsibilities and demands of life and work and and truly, truly sit and reflect on whether or not now is a good time to focus on those certain goals or not, okay? So that was an exciting first 10 minutes. I'm freaking jazzed because it, this all comes to goals, comes down to goals. So now that you hopefully have some answers to those initial questions, just to kind of get you going, you know, if not, go ahead and rewind and explore those questions again. You know, what excites you? What do you think about and get excited for and look forward to doing? What do you look forward to training for? Because that's a different element. What sounds like fun to you? And is there something new that you want to try? Is there maybe an aspect of your fitness that you want to enhance or explore some more? Where are you at in your season of life? What, what, what do you think you can fit in as your life is right now? All right. So now that you're, you hopefully have some answers to those questions and have some idea on that reflection. I want to break it down into some steps for you (laughs) on, on how you can plan your, your season ahead and your race season ahead and event season ahead. Okay. First things first, step number one. Always start with your goals that you have in mind. So those reflection questions are fantastic and really ideal to help you shed some light on, you know, what type of goals do you want to set for yourself? Think about what goals you may have for the year ahead. Maybe it's, you know, doing more cross country like me, maybe getting into some enduro, enhancing your aerobic technical capabilities. Maybe your goal is just to have more community. And you want to uh, attend some events. And even though they're races, you're not necessarily going to treat them like a race because that's the thing is you can, you can attend a race, but you don't have to race. You can just ride your ride, all right? And just treat it like a fun little challenging ride for the day, right? Now, you know, for you, maybe it's community. And that's where some of these these events are so phenomenal at building community. Some of these events and some of these races, really, like SBT Gravel, has a fantastic community. So does the Betty Bike Bash and other events, you know, around the world. Like, goodness, um, Sturdy Dirty Enduro, fantastic series that's in the PNW here in the States. And they do a phenomenal job of really creating community and creating a safe space for for women and and folks who identify with women that um, they feel safer trying an Enduro race, all right? So there are, whatever you want, I can almost guarantee that there is an event or a race out there for you, all right? So what is most important to you and no one else in your life? Ask that, you know, what are some goals that you have? What is your why for the year ahead? You've heard me say this countless times on these on these podcast episodes over the years. Getting clear on what your goals are and what your why is, is so critical because that is how you are going to identify For the year and season ahead, you're going to identify so closely with those goals and that why. So get some perspective on these things first and foremost. That's going to be your first foundational step is always start with your goals that you have in mind. All right. Get clear on your why. Number two, decide on a budget and also, you know, research the events that speak to you and decide which races or events are paramount to you and also fit your budget. Oftentimes we tend to kind of forget about the budget and we just put everything on the credit card or whatever, like, you know, and then we get into debt and that just trickles down. Um, Coming from someone who had a massive debt in my like late teens, early twenties, just because of just some shitty decisions that I made in a relationship back then, you know, it's one of those things I never want other folks to experience. Okay. So be mindful of your budget, set a budget. Don't forget to include travel expenses, food that you're going to be consuming, maybe bring food with you if you can, as well as rooming costs in addition to the registration fees. So the registration fees are getting more and more expensive because, yeah, you know, supply chain, things like that, it can be a little bit more expensive to attend certain events just because of things that are needed um, and just the people, the people power that's needed to make these events happen. But keep in mind, budget includes everything. So everything under the umbrella, you know, if you have to drive there, that's gas mileage, things like that. Also, if you are a member of a race team or, you know, some sort of community team, see if the team that you're on offers some incentives like paying for part of your race fee and things like that, okay? Sometimes they can also give you a little bit of a stipend for certain events, especially if it's a distance event, uh, which is nice because sometimes these, these race teams, you know, it's like $100 maybe for joining a race team. And this is for a race team, you know, I mean, that's kind of on the higher end, honestly, but... Sometimes that, you know, does include things like your registration fee and whatever, but also keep in mind, a lot of race teams require a minimum race number, you know, number of races for you to attend. And that can be fairly aggressive. So a lot of race teams out there say, Hey, yo, you got to be in three to four races this year and you got to be representing our brand, our team on your kit. So that's another thing you have to buy the kit, all this stuff. So it's, a, it's definitely an investment when it comes to joining a race team, but sometimes there are those incentives that allow you to have a little bit of bounce back, you know, where some of it, it it does go towards your race fee and things like that. So if it goes towards your registration fee, definitely check that out. Um, but decide on the budget, get clear on that, research the events, and then decide which ones are, are most important to you, okay? Now this goes into step three, because not all of your races really are how do I word this? Like they're not going to be created equal in your mind. You know, um, my thing with my clients that I always try to work with them on is that, that not every race will be your main race for the season. Because I think sometimes people are like, I'm joining these five races and yeah, they're all going to be important to me. (laughs) And that is a recipe for overtraining and over just overwhelming you. I knew there was another over word (laughs) that I was trying to think of. So you're setting yourself up for potentially overtraining and just feeling overwhelmed. And then if you do shitty at one of the races, then guess what? And especially if it's the first race, then you're going to have a piss poor attitude. Sometimes if you don't have that, that mental resilience or work with a sports psychologist and things like that, then you're going to have a shitty time in all the other races Unless you're able and you're really capable of, you know, pulling yourself up and kind of charging forward for the the rest of the season. So don't think of all of your races and events as being the one that you want to focus on. No, forget that. That's just too much stress. To automatically reduce the amount of stress for your race season ahead, seriously, choose an A race, a B race, and a C race or event. An A, B, or C race or event. A race is going to be the race that you are going to give the most priority for the season. And that will be the one that you want to be the most prepared for. So if you're looking at your entire training season leading up to that A race, that is what you're focusing on. You want to be at your A game, hence the A race. You want to be at your A game for that A race when it comes. All right, pick ABC race. If you're doing more than three races, then, you know, literally pick one, a race, pick a B race, and then have the rest B, C races. All right. One can also be like, oh, that would be really nice if I do well. If maybe I don't do well in my A race and it's earlier in the season, then great. The second race will be my backup. That's a fantastic way to think about things. So keep in mind, not every race will be your main race for the season. Number four, develop a training plan, or better yet, hire a coach to help guide you. Stick to this plan as best as you can, but be sure that you are flexible with your training plan. If it especially if it's a general plan, that's kind of like a group program. And especially, cause goodness, I've seen I've seen some training plans over the years from other coaches and things like that. Who are very reputable coaches, and unfortunately, their their athletes by the end of the season they are just done. Not even by the end of the season, honestly. Like this past year, I know I, I've had some um, acquaintances who are part of other race teams and do a, you know their training plans and things like that, and they were just exhausted and they actually were experiencing overtraining as early as July, you know, and and that's just not when you want to be feeling like you're overtrained. You know, if anything, I never want anyone to feel like completely overtrained, but at the end of the season, you should feel ready to take some deload weeks. Like you should feel ready to like, be like, okay, yeah, I'm, I'm good. I need a kind of a refresh period right now. Like that's okay. That is fine. That's healthy. But when you're starting to feel overtrained in June, July, even August, that's a problem. And I'm going to put my foot down and say that like, that is a huge problem you are training too much. Chances are, in some of some of these plans I've looked at, my friends have done, and acquaintances over the years, and I've even signed up for them just because I'm curious how other coaches, you know, set up their training. And I, I love to learn from the best and the best. And it is mind blowing how often I see coaches have their athletes go from like ten miles in a week on up to a hundred miles in a week. I'm sorry, but that's just not feasible for everyone. And that's not safe to do, uh, especially if that person is not used to putting in that much mileage over the years. So please do consider hiring a coach. You know, of course I'm a coach and I'm biased, but I I also sometimes hire coaches as well, just especially to help me with my interval program and things like that, and my aerobic program, because I always will do my shred strong program. Um, But do at least develop a training plan or hire a coach to help guide you. Stick to it, be flexible, and please know if it's a general plan that's for a group and it has you training endless hours on the bike and maybe even in the gym, ask what is your reality? You know, what are you capable of doing? Do you need to kind of cut back on the mileage, cut back on the gym time, and maybe ramp it up a little bit more slowly? Whatever it is, just be mindful of that and and be smart, okay? Because more training does not always equal better, and hey. I wish everyone, coaches especially, could understand this. More miles on the bike does not mean better. And it needs to be quality miles on the bike and really specific miles on the bike and off the bike, you know, because you can get plenty of cross training in with cross country skiing, especially now, uh, some, you know, skinning, alpine skiing, like all of this stuff, you know, some trail running when you get some yak tracks on because it's starting to get a little snowy. This all goes hand in hand with cycling. It really does go hand in hand. So you don't always have to be on the bike in order to develop that aerobic capacity and that interval capacity, uh, and anaerobic capacity, rather, um, using intervals. You don't always have to be on the bike. All right. So you can do other sports that you really enjoy and please keep that in mind. But number four, definitely develop a training plan or hire a coach to help guide you. Okay. All right. Number five, five is the final one. All right. Be fluid and reassess things as the season evolves. Things change. Life happens and things can pop up that may divert your attention. You know, like I told you earlier about my season this past year, like I had this butt injury and it was awful. Like I fucking, I couldn't sit on my bike saddle and I had actually hired a coach because I had signed up for SBT gravel, 100 miler gravel race for 2022 and I legit, oh man, fam, I just could not sit on my butt and you have to sit on your saddle at some point on your bike ride. And I tried, but man, it was so painful. I was getting like gut pains, um, and felt like I was going to, felt like I was going to have an upset stomach because it was just that much pain and it was that much discomfort. Um, and that, I mean, again, that was six months. That was half the year just blown you know, and things happen, so please know that that wasn't easy for me to be fluid, and you know for me to to kind of turn around, get better, and then tear my quad. That was a mental hurdle for me, and I'm not gonna lie about it. It was not easy. I uh, kind of got a little dark there for a while, and I definitely threw all of my effort into some of my main one on one clients because their success was so important to me because I just couldn't, I couldn't experience it myself and I couldn't have a shared experience with some of them at some of the events that we had actually jointly, you know, signed up for. And it, it saddened me. It made me very sad. It made me sad Jen. Um, but please know, I'm, I'm not seeing this all willy nilly, uh, about being fluid and, you know, reassessing things as the season goes along, just brush it under the rug. No, believe me. I know that that shit is hard. That stuff is hard emotionally, mentally, physically, like it just gets to you, but it's very important to be fluid like water and just roll with whatever the hell life sends your way. You know, be gentle with yourself. If things pop up, seriously, you know, knowing, knowing that even showing up for the bare minimum in your training plan can do wonders. You know, for me, unfortunately, because I I just couldn't sit, like I couldn't even sit on the damn rower. I couldn't even sit on the aerodyne at the gym. I couldn't sit on my trainer. Uh, I just couldn't sit. So I was trying to do some training, some strength training and things like that. But, you know, I was trying to do whatever I could just to kind of keep moving. And um, and that was important for me, you know, and and it's really important for you. Just be fluid and reassess things as the season evolves. So if things need to change, change them, you know. Please know not everything has to be in set in stone, okay? So let me recap these steps for you real quick. Number one, always start with your goals that you have in mind. Definitely get clear on what your why is for the year ahead. What are your goals? What's your why? Number two, decide on a budget and research the events that speak to you and decide which races or events are paramount to you and fit your budget. Number three, not every race is, is similar all right. So choose an A race, a B race, and a C race or event. Get clear on what your main one or two races are for that season. Have that backup, that second race be a backup season or a backup race in case maybe A just goes, you know, out the window. And and make that A race your your kind of your end goal. All right. <laughs> Number four, develop a training plan or hire a coach to help you. I know someone. Number five, be fluid and reassess things as the season evolves. All right. Know that things will pop up. Life happens. Cha- life changes. Things change. I mean that's an inevitable thing, is change will always happen. So just try to be as fluid as you possibly can, okay? If this app ep- was helpful, hey. I would be forever grateful if you shared it. I would love you long, very, very, very long time. <laughs> if you shared it, it would mean seriously so so much. Uh, and if you feel like you need some coaching or some sort of guidance along the way, then hit that link in the show notes to apply to work with me. So we can set up a chemistry call to make sure that that you know we're a good fit for your goals and that it'll work together. Okay. Seriously, the application only takes like two, not even two minutes to, to complete. It's really easy. I'd say like a minute or less. Tap that link in the, bio, in the uh, not even in the bio, but in the show notes and connect with me and we will touch base and see if we're a good fit. All right. In the meantime, I hope you have an absolutely beautiful day and that you're even more excited about the year ahead with these goals and things in mind. All right. See you.